The Zamzo's Garden Show is sponsored by Zamzo's. The views, opinions, and advice offered by the show's hosts do not necessarily reflect those of KBOI or its parent company, Cumulus Media. KBOI makes no representations as to the accuracy of the information expressed and shall not be responsible or liable for any claims arising out of the use of or reliance upon any such information. What kind of seeds are you sowing? Why is it so green where you're from? It must be Zamzo's growing in your yard, garden, or barn. You've done it right, you see. Talk 670 KBOI. It's the Nobody Knows Like Zamzo's Garden Show on News Talk 670 KBOI. To be a part of the show, call now 1 800 529 KBOI or 336 3700. It's the Nobody Knows Like Zamzo's Garden Show on the Big 670 KBOI. How's it going, everybody? This is the Zamzo's Garden Show, and I'm your host, Nolan Guthrie, and it is another just absolutely gorgeous Saturday, and uh, I am so excited to be in studio talking to you all. Um, I got a handful of things that I want to talk about today, uh, but first off, I just want to say this. We are almost, almost only a week away from spring, which is really exciting. Uh, Today certainly feels like spring. Um, and there's a lot of stuff we can do out in the lawn and garden. So we're going to talk about some of those things. Uh, but first, we've got a few things to talk about that are going on over at the old Zamzos near you. If you'd like to be a part of the show, we had some, uh, we had a lot of calls last week and it was awesome. I really appreciate, uh, talking to all you folks out there. So if you have a question, something that you're seeing out in the lawn and garden or, uh, you know, just if you're just wondering about something or you need some advice, I am here. I would love to talk to you. Please give me a call, 208-336-3700 or 1-800-529-KBOI. Okay, so the first thing is uh, this week we started our Backyard Berry and Fruit Fest is going on at all 13 Zamzos. All stores have some fruit trees available. They all have, um, I'm pretty sure they all got strawberries in this week. Um, over the last couple of days. So they all have those. There's probably plenty of other berries and, and things to choose from as well. So it's a great time. If you've been um, considering or thinking about or just really doing, you know, just kind of want to step up your backyard uh, fruit food availability, fruit trees are a great way to do that. And so, I mean, you know, you can do lots of other things too, raspberries, blackberries, uh blueberries, strawberries. There's so many. There's so many things to choose from and they're so they're they're great. They can take up different parts of your your backyard and they produce something. And a lot of them are really pretty to boot. So, uh consider doing that. We're trying to make it really easy. We got lots of spray guides available. Uh we've got care guides. So, if you're completely new to it, we're trying to get as much information out there for you so that you can be successful doing that. We've got some really good uh materials made up there um all the stores have them. You can also find them online. There's a, a banner uh, on the website that will take you to a page that will let you download all those things, which is really helpful as well. And if you've got some kids, you want to get the kids involved, we've got a, a coloring sheet available at all stores. They can take that home, give it a good coloring, 
And when they bring it back, they'll get a free six-pack of strawberries, which are in now. So lots of fun things to do. Uh, and, and this week, uh, actually this weekend, is like probably like everything just seems to be lining up really well. This is a great weekend to plant those things. So we'll get into some of that stuff here in a little bit. Um, but Backyard Berry and Fruit Fest on right now at all 13 Zamzos. So go down, check that out. Just even if you're not ready just yet, you know, go check it out. Um, there's lots of stuff to, to look at. Um, then uh, in a couple of weeks, we're going to have uh, another lawn care college. Uh, that'll be at all 13 stores. Uh, starts at 10 o'clock, goes to about 11. You get, to ch- you get the chance to pick someone's brain about lawn care stuff. Um, and I guess you get to kind of do that every Saturday if you listen to the radio show. But not everybody listens to the radio show, but that's coming up. So that's a, that should be a fun time. And we also have the Boise Flower and Garden Show coming up, which is another one that's brand. You know, it's I I say new. It's it feels new, but it is something that uh, Zamzos has been a big part of uh, over the years. And uh, Boise Flower and Garden Show is back now, and uh, you can pick up your discount uh, coupons for tickets at all thirteen Zamzos. They all have those available right now. And uh, if you're thinking about going, that is the weekend, uh, the same weekend as the Lawn Care College. It actually is on the 25th and goes to the uh, through Sunday, the 27th. And I know uh, we'll have Callie and Joss will be doing a couple of classes at the Flower and Garden Show. So those that information will be coming out um, a bit later uh, as we get that those times and everything nailed down. So. Uh, Keep an eye out for that. Let's see. We, it looks like we already got a phone call from Howard in Nampa. Howard, how's it going? How can I help you today? Hey, it's going well. So I've got a question about raspberries. Yes, sir. Um, so I had a, a raspberry patch, and um, well, I didn't keep up with the canes as well as I should have, but uh, eventually I've had that, oh, for maybe 10, 12 years, and um it got bindweed in it, mm. and it got in there really bad. And uh, I tried some stuff, different things with it, and finally, I seemed apparent that the only way to solve the problem was to get rid of all of it. Yeah. So, uh, so I took it, took it all out, and uh, I'm going to watch the spot this spring um, to see whether the bindweed's coming back there. But what I, what I, what my question is, is I thought about getting um some of these um uh metal uh stock tanks Mm, and uh and planting uh you know get the ones that are like two feet deep yeah and and plant the uh raspberries in those Mm -hmm. um so i was wondering what your thoughts are on that um, I think that's a tremendous idea, actually. I mean, uh, especially if you're getting it, you know, uh, those deeper ones, um, that's plenty of room for a raspberry to grow in. Um, and it's certainly going to take care of, I mean, you're going to be putting new soil in there. So, you know, eventually you still could get bindweed. You're still going to have to manage the bindweed uh, from getting in there. But you have a really great opportunity to just start kind of brand new in a new spot. So, I wouldn't dig it out and then put that soil in there because those bindweed roots and uh, and and any seed will still be in there. Um, sure. I would I would get some new soil to put into it, um, but I think that's a great idea. I would probably give it just a little bit of a lip, you know, when you bury it. If you're going to bury that stock tank, give it a uh, you know maybe like just an inch or so. 
Um, because if you end up, the soil goes below, or the, the lip of the stock tank goes below the soil level, um, that's an opportunity for roots and things to grow back into it. So give it just a little bit of a lip. Um, and I don't think you should have to really do anything else. I think it's a, I think that's a great way to do it. And you can, um, you know, uh, attach, uh, some, uh, some trellis system, you know, like just, uh, something really basic across it. It's got a wire, a couple wires running through so you can trellis up those raspberries. And I think you, uh, I think you got a great system there. Okay. Yeah. Actually, I was thinking about actually put, putting them, uh, setting them on top of the ground and then making some decorative sure. wood. Yeah. Enclosures around it so you're not seeing the metal. Absolutely. Yeah. I think that's a great idea. You can absolutely do that as well. There's no reason you have to bury it in it, especially if it's like a galvanized one. I think putting like a, a facade, you know, some sort of wood or something around it should help kind of keep them from getting too hot. That would probably be the only thing I would really worry about, especially oh, you yeah. know, when you're in those transitional times in spring and winter when they want to kind of go into that dormancy. You don't want to keep them warmer or get them warmer uh, sooner than they really want to or would be expecting to. Okay. Well, hey, great. Thanks for the information. Yeah, you bet. Good uh, Good luck with that uh, project, Howard. It sounds great. I think you've got a great idea there, and it should be a lot of fun. And, hey, another way to get some uh, food out of the backyard is great. And I think, uh, man, bindweed's always one of those ones that just uh, just kind of ruins the experience. Uh, that's one plant I would not be uh, sad to see never be around. <laughs> There's not a lot of them, but that one is definitely high on the list. Okay. Uh, let's go ahead uh, and go to, oh, okay. Let's go ahead and talk to Larry in Nampa. Larry, how's it going? Oh, uh, good. I called you last week about Jerusalem. Oh yeah. I was waiting for you. Where to get them. I was okay. waiting for you. Yeah. So I, I talked ready. to, I talked to our buyer and uh, he's looking for him, but he can't find him just yet, but he's looking for him. Uh, so we'll, the, we'll just have to we'll just have to wait. He said he looked at all the our vendors and everybody that he can get something from, and nobody has anything available right now. So we'll keep uh, we'll keep looking. Okay, I'll call you in a couple of weeks. I appreciate <laughs> <Okay>. you. <laughs> Very good, thanks, Larry. Appreciate that. Let's go ahead and hit a break. We will be right back here in the Zamzos Garden Show on KBOI. Hi, this is Josh Samzo, and 2022 has been filled with surprises and uncertainty. Just when we think things are settling down, something happens that causes a supply shortage and prices go up. But there is a way for you to be in control of at least part of your food supply, and that's by growing or raising your own. At Samzo's, we've been helping people do that for almost 90 years, and we have both the products and the know-how to help you do it right. Take garden seeds, for example. Zamzo stocks both national and locally sourced seeds that will do well in our area. And right now is the time to get everything you need to start seeds indoors and grow your own produce. The same goes for raising backyard chickens that provide free farm fresh eggs. Zamzo's has everything you need, including the baby chicks, which are now in at all stores. So this year, don't be dependent on others for your food. Grow your own with help from us at Zamzo's. 13 stores to serve you, including Fairview between Curtis and Cole. Nobody knows like Zamzo's. Nate Shellman, live, weekday afternoons, 3 to 6 on 670 KBOI. All right, we are back for part two of the Zamzo's Garden Show. I'm your host, Nolan Guthrie. I think this is my favorite intro music, Tara. I'm just going to let you know. Just, I don't know if it matters. I like this one the most. It makes me feel like something really awesome is about to happen. 
Hey, if you want to be a part of the Zamzo's Garden Show, last week we had uh, so many calls, and I it was it was so great to talk to folks um, and uh, just get to talk about gardening. It's really exciting. So if you want to be a part of the show, if you got something going on that you'd like to ask about, I would love to answer those questions for you and help you uh, be successful and get started out in the lawn and garden this year. Give me a call, 208-336-3700 or 1-800-529-KBOI. So since it is berry and fruit fest uh, over the next uh, couple weeks here or through next week, um, but, I mean, honestly, it's it's kind of all the time, right? We're just kind of focusing on it right now. Um, I want to talk about maybe uh, maybe give you a little bit of help if, when it comes to planting uh, some of your, your new stuff. Uh, because that's something if you're if you're new to gardening or you're not sure about it, um, or if you just need a refresher, you know it's, it's good to talk about some of these things from time to time. So planting a brand new fruit tree or uh, berry, lots of things, there's a handful of things to consider. So let's just start with some tree stuff. Um, if you're purchasing a brand new fruit tree, uh, especially from Zamzos right now. Uh, is a great opportunity because we do have our chicken soup for the soil is on sale. Uh, it's $10 off, which is a, a great deal. And when you buy a fruit tree at Zamzo's, you get a pack of our 321 grow tabs. And I'll talk about what those do here in just a moment. Uh, but when you pick out your tree, um, you know, the, the trees that we get actually come from a very, very good grower. Um, we get a couple of different, actually a couple of different vendors. Uh, and, and they're, they're very good growers. They're going to be coming in really nice. They're going to, they're not going to have a ton of what I would consider usually like a very typical fruit prune, fruit tree prune start. Usually they're going to be just pretty left to as they are. And that's totally okay. You don't actually want to do a lot of pruning when you first, uh, get started. So the main thing is look for uh, a nice, good straight trunk as best as you can. Um, preferably one that doesn't have multiple leaders, um, at least right now. A leader is that main, that first big stem that just grows straight up. Um, that's, that's your leader. If you have multiple leaders, usually they'll prune multiple leaders out at the, uh, at the, the grower. So you won't have to worry about that. But just keep an eye on it. If it's got two branches that are growing straight up, um, you want to just take note of that. It doesn't mean that it's a bad tree. You're just going to want to take note of it and, uh, prune one of those out earlier or sooner rather than later. So you've got your tree picked out and uh, you're ready to go start planting. Uh, when you dig the hole for the tree, this is one of those things like over the years, I've kind of uh, really changed my opinion or like how to do it, um, how to like how big to dig, dig the hole. I used to say like dig, you know, two times as big as the pot or uh, you know, and over the years, I've actually gone to a much smaller hole, not just because I don't want to dig a giant hole, uh, but also I, we've what I've found and through some research and my own testing is that uh, the trees don't need a giant hole to be dug uh, to start growing. Actually, it's going to be better if they are dug in just a smaller hole. And so you really just want that that hole to be just a little bit bigger than the pot is and just a little bit deeper. Um, like I would say, once you're done, you should be able to put that uh, pot in the in the into the hole that you've put it, you've dug, and like your hands should just be able to fit into each side of it. That's about as much uh, space as you really need. The reason for this is um, if you dig too much of a hole and you amend that soil, uh, the tree gets kind of this. Uh, it kind of grows and it gets used to. Um, 
a looser soil, then it's going to eventually have to deal with. So you uh, actually kind of end up making the tree stronger by forcing it to get back into what is naturally there when it comes to the soil. So you don't want to dig it too big. Just as, just like I said, just slightly bigger (coughs) than the pot is wide and slightly deeper than the pot is. And uh, with that soil that you have back, just put a little bit of compost. Um, It doesn't have to be all compost. I would not recommend all compost going or, you know, some sort of organic manner. You don't want to put it all back with that new stuff. Just mix it in with the stuff that you've dug out, mix in some of it, and then backfill it as best you can. If you're going to have a little bit of soil left over, just make a little well. You don't want that soil right up next to the trunk. You want it to be kind of a well on the outside of it. That'll help hold a little bit of moisture uh, right around there. And uh, especially for that first one. And that's really that first watering is really the only time that you really need to drench it. After that first one, you can kind of move that that uh, that well out a little bit. Or at least that's what I've been doing, and it seems to work really well. Uh, before you do that, though, let me uh, get into what the 321 grow tabs are. Because you do get, when you're buying a fruit tree at Zamzo's, as I mentioned right now, you are getting a pack of those for free. And what those do, uh, all trees we can get into mycorrhizae, which is really, uh, it's for me, it's a fun topic. For other people, it might not be as fun. But uh, it's, it's an amazing thing. Mycorrhizae is actually a beneficial fungus. And what's amazing about it is that actually all plants, all trees, all shrubs, they all have to have mycorrhizae. Um, it's, a, it's, a, it's a fungus that lives in a symbiosis with the plant. And basically what they do is they're like a a root extender. So as they attach to the plant roots, they actually help the plant by creating, uh, taking, being able to take in more water and nutrients from more soil around the tree than it normally would without that mycorrhizae. So it's vitally important. And when you plant a tree um, that hasn't been there before, that mycorrhizae, um, it doesn't have it around there. Now it will eventually find it. Um, but that could take a long time because mycorrhizae doesn't grow very quickly. So what the three, two, one grow tabs are is actually that mycorrhizae is an inoculation of that mycorrhizae. And when you, uh, they're just little tabs. So you're going to just put, you know, a, hand, a couple of them around the tree and then you can backfill them. You can even put it at the bottom. You want them to be as close to the roots as possible. And then you'll backfill in water and those little tabs will dissolve and they'll break apart and inoculate the soil with that mycorrhizae. So it's, it will speed up that, that growth of mycorrhizae in the soil so that the tree can actually recover a lot faster and get that, that mycorrhizae that it desperately needs to survive. So really great stuff. And if you're planting a tree, I would highly recommend you get some. Like I said, you're getting a pack for free with the fruit trees. But if you're planting other things, uh, definitely pick it up because it is worth uh, giving your tree that little extra boost. They're super cheap and they really do help a lot. So uh, you're going to backfill. You're going to give it just one water. You don't have to water your, your trees a ton. In fact, the, the more spaced out your watering can be, the better. And with the, the way that the temperatures are in spring, whether it's you know, still a little bit cooler, um, it looks, uh, I was looking at the weather forecast. It looks like we have some rain coming this next week, which is uh, uh, awesome because it's been a very, very dry uh, kind of end of winter, first part of spring here. Uh, and we, we really need that, that rain, that rainfall. So just watering it in one time, that well will help make sure that water gets uh, right there 
will get down into the tree, uh, into those roots. And then, like I said, after that, you don't really need to keep that well there for very long. Um, and then we've got some rain. And really after that, through this spring, you shouldn't have to water your trees, but maybe uh, once a week, really at most. And you want to make sure you do a really good deep soak water. Uh, like, uh, you know, we don't have our irrigation water on just yet, but if you have access to water, um, you can, I just leave the hose there for, you know, 20, 30 minutes. And that's really all it needs. If you need to do it in some buckets to get some water from the house, you can absolutely do that. Try to give it, you know, if it's a, a smaller tree, probably try to give it around 10 gallons of water. If it's a bigger tree, you might need to go closer to 20 gallons, a little bit more work to lug around some buckets, but you should only have to do that once a week, really at most, because it's so cool. There's not, and a lot of the trees aren't going to have their leaves yet. So they don't need a lot of water. Um, and even right now they might not need anything more than that first one. Um, and they'll probably be good for the rest of the year. And then to finish it off, you want to water it in, put a little bit of the, uh, Dr. Jim's chicken soup for the soil in with those or with that water. Um, and that's going to help boost that mycorrhizae from the three, two, one, the grow tabs, um, and just give the tree the, the, the small little dose of nutrition that it's going to need to start going off. If you have thrive, you can absolutely use that as well. Uh, there's always that staple that go to. So consider doing either one of those will be great. Uh, but the Dr. Jim Z's is on sale. So right now for the next week. So funny how we made that work out, right? Okay. We are about time for another break. If you'd like to be a part of the show, I would love to talk to you. Give me a call 208-336-3700. Or 1-800-529-KBY. This is the Zamzo's Garden Show. The Zamzo's Garden Show will be back right here on News Talk 670-KBOI. Hi, this is Callie Zamzo, and it's starting to warm up. So why not purchase your Zamzo's lawn program now and beat the rush? You see, once the soil starts to warm up, your lawn starts to wake up and begins to turn green. When that happens, thousands of people rush to Zamzo's to purchase their lawn programs all at the same time. But you can avoid the rush by stopping by any Zamzo's and purchasing your 2022 lawn program now. You'll get five applications of Zamzo's biologically correct lawn food for one low price. We store it for you, email or text you when it's time to apply each step, and even loan you a spreader to apply it with for free. And you don't have to apply your first step until you're ready. But if your lawn's cleaned up and ready for spring, you can apply your Zamzo's lawn food now. And once the soil warms up, have the greenest lawn in the neighborhood weeks before anyone else. So this year, beat the rush and pick up your Zamzo's lawn program now at any Zamzo's. 13 stores to serve you, including Overland, just east of Eagle Road. Nobody knows like Broadcasting from the Empire Title Studios, we are News Talk KBOI. All right, we are back for part three, the Zamzo's Garden Show. I'm your host, Nolan Guthrie. And uh, if you'd like to be a part of the show, I would love to talk to you. We had some tremendous calls last week. And we've had some good calls this week so far, too. So if you'd like to be a part of the show, we've got a couple segments left. you got time to get in. Give me a call, 208-336-3700 or 1-800-529-KBOY. Uh, really quick, want to finish up on your you know, planting your fruit tree uh, help. Um, we, we talked about you know the size of the hole you want to dig, putting in your 3-2-1 grow tabs, making your little well, giving it some water, feeding it with some Thrive and some... 
uh, or and or uh, well, not probably and or. You only need one, but the Dr. Jim Z's Chicken Soup for the Soil, all great things to do. Once you have your tree in there, you don't need to prune anything. Don't worry. Fruit tree pruning um, is something that you're gonna, you know, you'll, you'll, it'll take. It takes a little bit of time to kind of get used to. It's a little bit different than pruning your ornamental trees and shrubs. Um, but when you're at Zamzos picking up your tree, make sure you get that care guide because it will help you uh, get started in knowing how to prune your trees correctly. Um, and what to prune. But that first year, I wouldn't worry about pruning anything. Uh, you know, there's really no reason to do anything. You do want to take off any fruit that is set. The set you want to make sure that all the energy that that tree is working on and producing uh, goes into root development and just getting over the shock of being transplanted. Um, you don't want to worry about fruit that first year. It's, you know, even if you do get some, it's going to be small. It's not going to be very tasty. Um, even with the right fertilizer, it might be, you know, taste okay, but it's not going to be great. You really want to give it that at least one year without worrying about any fruit. So when you do prune that fruit, make sure you're not pruning the spur. A lot of your, your fruit trees will have a little spur. So it'll be a little bit of a, a little twig that comes off uh, the main branch. Um, and that spur is where it produces those flowers. So don't prune off the spur. Just take off the stem right that's connected right to the apple. Just a little bit of the stem there. That's all you want to take off. Try not to damage that spur because those spurs take multiple years to regrow. So be careful of that. And you'll be able to notice what it is right away. Um, once you realize that, you know, this is where the fruit is, you can find that little that little branch is just a little bit of a twig. That's called the fruiting spur. And you want to be take care of those because that's where your it's where the gold is. Um, all right, uh, and that about wraps it up for f- planting fruit trees. I did get. Um, I, I happened to check my phone during. Um, if this becomes a thing, I'm going to have to remember to do this. But I did get a question uh, through uh, uh, Zamzos.com. Uh, from Thea, who I'm assuming is listening, and asked a question. Wanted to. Uh, Bring it up. So let's do that. Thea asks uh, if it's time when to plant dahlias and gladiola bulbs. Um, the dahlias and gladiolas are both uh, spring flowers or spring bulbs. Of gla- uh, the dahlia is actually, I believe, a corm, which uh, is only a technical word. Um, it's more like a potato, I guess you would say. Um, it's bigger. It's not a. It's not a bulb. A gladiola is like a bulb, like a tulip or a hyacinth. Um, you know, it's got that same, uh, sort of shape, but, uh, uh, dahlias come in, uh, a corm. I, I could be wrong too. I can't actually remember if that's the technical term for the root of the dahlia. Anyway, I digress. Um, I would say on your gladiolas, I would go ahead and plant them. I would probably wait for your dahlias, wait a little bit closer till a frost until we're past first frost or just before it probably, I would say probably about two weeks before last frost. Last frost usually is around, you know, it's around May 10th. It, you know, it is the average last frost. So it's really tough to say, you know, it could be earlier, could be May, could be in April, actually. Um, or it could be, I we've seen frost even into late May. So um, that's why it's an average. So I we, we, we kind of use that one, but you can use anywhere from the 7th to the 10th is kind of your average last frost date. And I would go about two weeks before that and get them uh, into the soil because that will give them time to start waking up um, and start pushing that, you know, their their new growth. 
and then they'll be up and starting to grow past usually the time where a frost could damage those plants or even kill them. So um, that's what I that's when I would wait. I think the gladiolos probably take a little bit longer, um, and they probably can handle a little bit more of a frost than some of the than the dahlias can. The dahlias come out with a really um, a very succulent growth that can be very fragile, especially to a killing frost. Um, so you, I, I would wait just a little bit longer on the dahlias, but that's that's kind of the time frame I would use for that. And then she asked, uh, I, I, I apologize, and then they asked, I, I don't want to assume, uh, if the Italian plum or prune needs another pollinator, um, and if so, what? Um, so plums and prunes are actually self-pollinating. They do not need to be cross-pollinated. Um, so you don't, you don't need another one. Um, now I will say same goes for cherries. Cherries actually don't need a cross pollinator, but, um, when you have a cross pollinator, they actually produce better. So, um, it still may be worth putting in another plum. Um, and remember you don't have to have a plum in your yard. If it's in the backyard, it could be a neighbor's plum. Um, those bees travel around. So, um, but to assure that you get cross pollination, um, you can really use any kind of other plum that you might want to want want to use. Um, I mean, you could do another Italian plum. I don't think you're going to get the same uh, kind of beneficial output as if you cross pollinate it with another species or another uh, variety of plum. So, really, I would just say you know any one that you can find. I am not a great uh, person to talk to about what plums are good because I am not a real plum person. <laughs> I don't really like plums a whole lot. Um, I don't know what it is, but it's plums and peaches. I actually don't, I don't really enjoy them very much, but that's just me. Um, obviously. Um, so I hope that helps you out, Thea. I thank you for asking the question. Uh, I'm glad that I checked my phone, uh, and, and saw that. And I hope that helps you out. Hey, if you want to be a part of the show, you can also email, uh, zamzos at zamzos.com. I do get all, all those emails come through me, uh, and I see them. Or if you want to be a part of the show right now, you can give me a call, 208-336-3700 or 1-800-529-KBOI. Okay, so we've talked about uh, a lot of planting and putting some fruit trees in, and there's a lot of things going on. For your uh, your berries and things, a lot of that is pretty similar. You're not really going to need to do much different um, you know, if you're going to plant a blueberry or a raspberry. Strawberries can absolutely start producing their first year. Um, one thing to remember with a strawberry, if it's an ever bearing, it does not mean that it will produce all year. Usually it just means that it produces twice a year, maybe a third time with a few berries kind of intermixed between that. Uh, but then your, uh, as far as your raspberries and your blueberries go, you're going to plant them. Like I said, about pretty much the same, uh, way. You don't really have to do much different when it comes to planting. When you have your raspberry, it is a good idea, a raspberry or a blackberry, it is a good idea to at the same time get your trellis system started. Um, you do, if you're going to really, you know, grow your berries, those raspberries for a, a good crop of fruit, you do have to manage that. Um, and it takes a little bit of time, takes a little bit of know-how. Um, it is in the berry guides that we, we wrote up. Um, and uh, so you can you can keep an eye out for that. Now, um, you, the trellis system, you don't have to actually tie anything up or do anything right away. Um, you just want to have it there because the last thing you want to do is have to, you know, finagle 
uh, a trellis system in after it's already started growing and doing its thing. So get that trellis system up. It's pretty simple. Just a couple of pieces of like rebar or, you know, some sort of stake with some wire going across from one side to the other um, is really all you need to get that started. Um, and and you'll be in good shape. Should we go ahead and talk to Gary? Let's go to Gary in Nampa. Gary, how's it going? How can I help you? Uh, yeah, I had a friend. He was a farmer and horticulturalist and his daughter got married in like September and he had glads and I love glads. And I said, how do you still have glads growing right now? And he says he never puts his glads in the ground until the 4th of July. Oh, really? Then okay. Come, then, then, then they come up later when it's cooler and they stay in bloom longer. Interesting. And, well, that's a, and so okay. that was an interesting thing. It wouldn't be a spring flower anymore, but yeah. It, it it was an interesting insight. Yeah, that that is actually that is that that's very interesting. I I'd never heard of that. You know, I think we always, um, I think we always just kind of rush to plant gladiolas, um, early on because we want those flowers. But yeah, you're right. It makes total sense if you plant yeah. them a bit later. Yeah. You got a, a later blooming. I think that's that's a that's a great yeah. tip, Gary. I appreciate you sharing that yeah, with us. Yeah. Just keep two sets of bulbs. <laughs> yeah, absolutely. Yeah, there you go. Do it. Do them twice. You will still need to. You know, gladiola bulbs do kind of run out. They are seasonal, so you'll need to pick them up in the spring. But I think that's a great tip. Buy two packs. Get two two different flushes of flowers. Very good tip, Gary. I appreciate that immensely. Okay. Thank you. Uh, yeah. Thanks Bye. for that call. All right. We're going to go to a quick break. We're going to come back for one more segment here in the Zamzos Garden Show. If you'd like to be a part of the show, give us a call 208-336-3700. Or 1-800-529-KBOI. The Zamzo's Garden Show will be back right here on News Talk 670-KBOI. Hi, this is Josh Samzo. Now, are you tired of looking at a yellow lawn and ready to see some green out your window? Well, why not wake your lawn up early with Samzo's Lawn Food? We realize applying Samzo's biologically correct lawn food early won't raise the soil temperature nor the outside temperature. But applying Samzo's Lawn Food now will make sure that the moment the sun comes out and the soil and outdoor temperatures do start to rise, your lawn will start to grow and turn green weeks before your neighbor's does. You see, Dad wanted to invent the world's best lawn food, so he tinkered with the ingredients and tested it over and over until he found the right combination of ingredients that worked well in all types of Treasure Valley soils. Dad called this formula Zamzo's Lawn Food, and it's the same food you can buy right now, one bag at a time, or as part of our annual lawn program. So if you want a healthy green lawn instead of a yellow one, wake your lawn up early with Zamzo's Biologically Correct Lawn Food. 13 stores to serve you, including CUNA on Main Street across from the park. Nobody knows like Zamzo's. The Ben Shapiro Show, weekdays from 1 to 3 on 670-KBOI. All right, we are back for part four of the Zamzo's Garden Show. I am your host, Nolan Guthrie, and uh, if you'd like to be a part of the show, we might have a little bit of time. we got a few calls here uh, waiting, but you can give me a call at 208-336-3700 or 1-800-529-KBOI. Let's go to Judy in Boise. Judy, how's it going? How can I help you today? Well, you can help me, I hope. I was wondering about the subject on trees. Are there any trees that will bloom and not bear fruit? I would love to have a beautiful flowering tree, but I don't want to mess with fruit. Yeah. Um, your, flower, your ornamental or the, the flowering cherry trees, those will not uh-huh. bear fruit. 
Uh, they are sterile. Oh. They're um, and just absolutely gorgeous. Um, they're the the flowering plums now shouldn't produce any fruit, but I have every now and then an ornamental plum does produce fruit. Usually, it's I, I don't know what it is. It's like just a weird genetic kind of fluke, um, but mm-hmm. sometimes they will. Um, the other one I would recommend, well, there's a couple more. So your ornamental pears also have a very um, nice white flower. Uh, they will produce, usually, sometimes they will produce like a small, like very small, like hard. Um, I mean, it's a, technically a pear, but it's very small, very hard, not very like, um, it's not going to be like real squishy or anything, you know, on the ground. Usually get picked okay. up with the mower really easy. I'm not real partial to pears. I don't think the flowers smell good. I kind of think they smell like urine. Um, but uh, well, I don't some, think I want that. Yeah, that's <laughs> that's my yeah. Some and, pe- uh, and uh, ornamental ones they do not bear fruit, but they are very pretty when they bloom. Yeah, yeah. The cherries and, oh. and, and the other one. There's one other one that I I would I would actually two more that I would recommend. Um, an mm-hmm. eastern eastern red bud. Uh, very very pretty. No fruit. Um, they do kind of produce like um, um, they're in they're in the pea family, so they produce like a really small like um, I, I would say it's like a, like a locust tree bean that gets produced, but it's very small and teeny, almost nothing. Um, so okay. it's not something that you have to worry about. They'll just kind of flutter away. Uh, but okay. beautiful, beautiful trees. One of my favorite bloomers. Um, when it comes to like just a purely blooming tree, um, they bloom very early too. So they bloom in the spring and then they turn out and then they grow their leaves later. Um, they can be a little temperamental early on in the spring, um, or when they're newly planted first couple years, um, can be kind of tough on them. But once they're established, they go gangbusters. They're beautiful. Um, Yeah. So, do you carry those at Sam's House? Yeah. Those yeah. ornamental ones. Yep. Yes. Yes. So we will. They will have them. I don't know that all the stores are going to have them, but for sure our Chinden store. I don't know if they're a hundred percent there yet. I know they still got stuff coming in. Um, okay. But yeah, they should have them at the Chinden store um, for sure. Uh, Fairview store over the last number of years has had a very good selection of a lot of those trees and shrubs as well. So you might be able to find one there if okay. you're if you're closer to that side of town. Oh, you've been so helpful. I thank you so much, and I love your show. Well, I appreciate that so much, Judy. Thank you for the call, and uh, and I wish you the very best of luck uh, getting a new flowering tree in at some point. Uh, and uh, you'll have years of enjoyment from that. All right. Uh, looks like we've got uh, Doug on the line. Doug, how's it going? How can we help you today? Doing good. I got a um, response for, about that ornamental plum. I actually do get little plums on it, and there's a product you guys have that we can put on the tree to stop it. Yeah, blooming those. Yeah, that's the okay, thing with those those plums. You know, they're not supposed to produce anything, but every now and then, and it must. It's probably a year that I'm remembering, Doug, because we've probably talked about it before. But yeah, yes, that that flowering, uh, that anti-flowering stuff that you spray on does. Uh, have you been using that one? Does that work for you? No, I just let it grow. You let just it, let it go? Let yeah. Grow. yeah. Yeah, and that's the thing, you know, for some people, you know, They're it's tiny. just it's just not something you want to deal with, but yeah. They're tiny. But I, I what I called about was for the um watering in the first 
uh, fertilizer. Do we yeah. need to water it in or just? You know, I personally, I don't. I've ta- I've had some people tell me they've had, um, you know, they've they've applied it and it didn't really do as well as they had hoped. Um, um, so I think, you know, in the general rule of thumb, it is it is better to feed or you know, water it in um, if you can. Okay. Um, now I've done it, never had a problem. Um, I just I, I I've had some people tell me they've had a, it had an issue. I've not seen it, but you know, I always try to, you know, just keep those things in mind. Um, it is cool right now, which is good. We do have some rain coming in, um, hopefully this week, which is great. Um, and if you can apply it, you know, around then you can, it'll, it'll start doing its thing. The main thing is that it just, it can't sit, you don't want it to sit there dry for very long. Um, you know, if it's going on a couple of weeks, you know, that's, it's not, it's not breaking down. It's not doing everything that it's supposed to be. I mean, we sure we get some, some, you know, kind of, uh, melting from the frost and, you know, the dew in the morning that kind of helps a little bit, but you know, it's not going to really water it in. We really need that water to get it down into the soil and really do its thing. But, uh, um, but yeah, I, you know, I, if, uh, if you feel comfortable about it, you know, you're doing the, the putting the right thing down. Some people, what they'll do is actually, you know, when the, the first, uh, application is actually, um, uh, a heavier rate, you're actually putting two bags of lawn food down. Uh, per 5,000 square feet, um, you can actually, some people will actually split it up. So they'll actually do the, you know, the cover it just half the one bag uh, for 5,000 and then come back in a couple weeks and then do the other bag. So that way you kind of get it started. You kind of prime the pump, so to speak. And that way you're not putting as much fertilizer down all at once. You're kind of giving that first bag some time to kind of dissipate and do its thing. And then you got another one coming and, and it just starts kicking in. So. I just got my bag um, a couple of days ago. Yeah, and my my square footage is twenty five hundred. Right, I would go ahead and do it. I mean, like I said, it's it's supposed to rain tomorrow, and it looks like we've got a better chance of rain later in the week. So I think I now today is a great day to do it. I mean, it's just so it's so nice out, and um, you know, it's you know why not? It's going to be fine, um, and you know we're still cool enough. It's going to be okay. Now I will say. Um, you do need to make sure that you mow first. Mow that lawn really good, especially if it's your first mowing. Mow it really low. Try to get as low as you can without scalping the lawn, and uh, and you'll you want to make sure you clean it up, clean that lawn up really good. Get all that dead stuff that's been sitting out all there. The other thing that's nice about that when you do that really low mow and you really clean it up really good, you got to see, you get to see the new grass start to grow up, um, and oh, that's yeah. always exciting. Good point. So. All right. Thank you. Thanks for the call, Doug. I appreciate it. It's always good talking to you. And uh, have fun out working out in the yard today. It's a beautiful day to do it. And uh, I'm looking forward to it. I'm gonna, I got to think. I know I, have, I know I have things to do out in the lawn and garden. The question is, which ones do I want to do? And which ones do I want to make one of my kids do? But we'll get there. We'll get there. Uh, thanks for all the calls today, everyone. It really uh, was really was tremendous really lifted me up i appreciate it and uh we will go ahead and call it a show we'll talk to you again here next week on the zamzo's garden show on kby
Hi, this is Callie Zamzo, inviting you to Zamzo's second annual Backyard Berry and Fruit Fest, going on now through Sunday, March 20th at all 13 Zamzos. This year, in addition to berries, we've expanded our celebration to include fruit trees, which have just arrived at most Zamzo's stores. And now's a great time to plan what kind of berries and fruit you'll want to grow this year, which is probably a wise thing to do, so you'll have plenty of fresh, nutritious food to eat, even in times of uncertainty. And to make growing your own delicious fruit and berries fun and easy, Zamzo's has designed free care sheets for apples and pears, cherries, and strawberries, and a free guide to show you when and how to spray your fruit trees. There's even a free coloring sheet for the kids, who then get a free six-pack of strawberries when they return their finished sheet to the store. We'll also be offering 30% off pottery, $10 off chicken soup for the soil, and free 321 grow tablets when you purchase any fruit tree. It's all a part of Zamzo's second annual Backyard Berry and Fruit Fest going on now through Sunday, March 20th at all 13 Zamzo's.